So, folks, we're here with a special mini-episode. Uh, we're going to be discussing, of course, the movie that's on everybody's mind right now uh, over these past few months, years, it feels like, the yep. Snyder Cut of the Justice League. So, yeah, yeah a lot of, lot of stuff happening around that, of course, you know. Um, people don't need a reminder at this point what happened to bring this about. What, what are your thoughts about uh, the, the execution of it? so far Lex how do you think it went um I think it went really well it's funny because I was trying to remember the theatrical cut I guess I should have rewatched the theatrical cut before <laughs> watching this but mm. I didn't really want to I didn't have that desire same um I didn't remember that much about the theatrical cut there were moments when I was watching the Snyder cut that I was like oh yeah I kind of remember that but like that was it. I, I I really that movie was very forgettable. Absolutely. Um, and this one was was more fun, although it was it was too long. Like I'm I'm glad that he got his vision out there of what he wanted, but he still could have cut like he could have made this like three hours and it would have been more consumable. I agree. I so understanding the fact that a lot of the fans that were pleading with Warner Brothers to get this uh, this Snyder Cut released are very passionate about how they feel about this version of Justice League coming out. I think yeah. it's safe to say that, well, I, I know I could speak for myself, but I, I enjoyed it um, for the most yeah, part. I, I thought, too. Yeah, I mean, of course, we're, we're here to discuss the little nuances and everything that could have gone mm -hmm. differently and things we would have liked to see things we would have liked to see hit the cutting room floor anyway but right. yeah like it was an enjoyable film much better than a theatrical release i think yes agreed so i had a couple of um i had a couple of things that i i wish that uh that i was hoping would get cut out and thankfully that oh, get cut out. Okay. Not, yeah. Not add. All right. Yeah. Go. Like there were a couple things that just didn't quite hit me the, the right way when I saw it in theaters. There was a scene where, um, you know, of course, spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. Obviously. I mean, yeah. yeah. Everybody doesn't have four hours of their life to commit to it. I get it. Um, now, if you're if you're that person, um, just to let you know, if you watch it, it cut it. It, it has specific parts where it stops and it says act one act two so you can watch it like a tv show that is Hopefully. true that was handy it, it did yeah. have a, a chapter selection like a regular yeah. uh home release yeah. so one of the things that i'm glad was removed was uh, there was some interaction between flash and cyborg while they were uh digging up the the, the corpse of superman who of course mm -hmm. died uh earlier uh, i think in the last film yeah because he fought Doom yeah Day. yeah um, yeah, so there was like some uncomfortable dialogue that happened between them. And I don't know if it was the, the direction that they were given or the script itself or even just kind of the vibe of the set at the time, but it just really made it feel like the flash was uncomfortable around Cyborg, you know? And yeah. we've seen Grant Gustin for the past five years at that point be so comfortable around his friends and his colleagues that he was very quick to make, you know, allies in the field and just just we'd see him as this trustworthy person not somebody who was necessarily a stereotypical nerd you know yeah so it's difficult because grant gustin is so perfect yeah. as barry allen that to have 
um, Ezra Miller play like the same character is just kind of difficult. Absolutely. It's weird because we've had so many different actors play Batman and Superman and all that. But like, there's something about like him that it's just, it's just difficult. And I don't have any, I don't feel that way about, um, (coughs) uh, Tyler Hoshin and, um, Henry Cavill when I watch them. Like, I don't get that same feeling. I think, I think that so, might just be a testament to, to Grant Gustin. That's honestly. a good point. And I, it's it's like you said with Batman and with the various Superman actors we've seen over the years. I think at this point we're just trained to accept new pers- new people filling those boots or those capes or whatever uh, right. over time. But with our Flashes, even with the, the CW version of the Flash, they still play uh, – they, rather, they pay homage to – um, the the ABC version of the Flash with John Wesley yeah. Ship playing his dad, you know. Right. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's unfair to to Ezra Miller in that scenario. But I will say this: between that scene being uh, remixed and or I should say recut, and uh, them removing the scenes where he's like on the battlefield and trying to rescue that family at the same time, mm-hmm. um, I think they made some great choices with his character throughout this film to make him more accessible. Yes, I agree. I, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought the additions were great. Um, I'm trying to think of like what, what stood out. Um, I, I was disappointed to read that Martian Manhunter, which was, he was great to see, mm-hmm. but that, that character, um, was always going to be Martian Manhunter, but was not going. Um, I can't remember his name, but like that actor and that character was going to be revealed as Martian Manhunter later. And the things that uh, that that character was doing in this movie was supposed to be Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. Harry Lennox did a great <laughs> job as, as Martian Manhunter and, and yes. playing that role. Um, I always enjoy seeing him in, in different projects that he does. But, uh-huh. yeah, I, I think part of the mystique was lost in as much as, you know, we were we had to be spoiled. Like the way that uh, Zack Snyder kind of whipped his fans into a frenzy over these past few years was to give them little like bites at what could have been. Right. Right. And that was that was part of it. So we missed out on, you know, seeing the big reveal of Dark Side on screen for the first time, you mm-hmm. know, in, in whole. And of course, seeing Martian Manhunter, although I, I must admit, I, I think I stayed far enough away from the spoilers that I was I was uh, surprised by his design. And I thought they did a great job with that, too. I didn't even know he was going to be in it. Oh, cool. I, I managed to miss that. So that was a complete surprise to me. Yeah. And then so that was nice. But then when I when I saw, oh, it could have been Green Lantern. I was like, ah, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been awesome. But uh, that would have been DC awesome. has big plans for Green Lantern in some capacity. So they wouldn't let him have any of the Green Lanterns, which was surprising. That is very like, surprising. Like he, he they, they I let him, they've uh, been like, hey, you can have Kyle or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> None of the modern yeah. Green Lanterns. No, but they let him have the uh, the ancient Green Lantern whose name yes. escapes me right now. That very alien looking one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, with Warner Brothers, uh, traditionally, they've had issues with letting their characters exist in multiple forms at the same time. So, of course, we've seen some relaxation on that level 
uh, when it comes to superstar directors wanting to take a stab at these characters or, you know, just people with, with name value. Uh, where we can have two Jokers at the same time now. We can have more than one Batman project at the same time now. But, uh, you know, if it, if it's TV versus movie, movie always wins. So we see a yep. lot of those characters disappear or get killed off. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't always like that decision. I don't always understand it. Yeah. Um, but at least we, they've lightened up a little bit because I, I mean, we wouldn't have shows like The Flash. If they didn't, you that know, that's true. That is if true. If they were saying no, only the top tier, or what? I mean, you know, we wouldn't have Superman. Yeah, um, yeah. Superman <laughs> Lois, I mean. So yeah. Uh, okay. So, what did you think about the biggest? I would say like the biggest additions to this are this alternate universe scene, and then the end of the film with with uh, Martian Manhunter and. Uh, Affleck, Batman. So I've seen. So a, what did you think about that, like setup? Which, unfortunately, I, I mean, I don't think we're going to see any more of it. Yeah, you know, unless it makes somehow makes enough money and they can get the actors back and everything, <laughs> which is a real shot in the dark. Yeah, that's that's the other part of it too. Um, let me answer your question first, and then we can circle yeah. back to that. Mm-hmm. I thought that that whole nightmare sequence was kind of odd. Like, it was. It was not. They, it did not fit in the film. It didn't fit in the film, no. no. But I'm glad this time they put it so far back in the movie where it didn't really, you know, matter to the overall flow, you know? Yeah. Um, the inclusion of Jared Leto as the Joker, I thought was an odd choice. I, I'm, I don't know what it was for. I mean, all the little breadcrumbs that were laid there, you know, to, to kind of like what our appetites for what was coming next, we'll never know. The, the, the now infamous line, already infamous line where he, uh, talks about giving Batman a reach around. I mean, that was apparently ad-libbed by Jared Leto. So I don't know who that was supposed to be for. At the end of the day, these are still superheroes. This is still a superhero film and they're going to sell action figures to kids, you know? So I, I don't I mean, know. It's, it's all, Snyder just wants to do hard R rated superhero movies yeah like that's all he wants to do that's what this you know without a filter on him that's exactly what he did Mm -hmm. so you know he's got batman saying fuck and all that so right right there was (laughs) a lot of fuck in this movie cyborg even got one out (laughs) saying fuck all um so like that's that's what Zack snyder wants to do i mean why did he put that in there my (laughs) my theory is Zack snyder really wants to to make his extra justice league movies and he has been clamoring for this cut of his film so that he can i think he's going to do the same thing going forward revealing things about potential future movies sure because he wants to make them the exact way that he got the studio to give him money to go back and do this yes yes as a result of the release the snyder cut hashtag working We've seen um, hashtag release uh, restore the Snyderverse, starting to, you know, attempt to right, pick up steam. 
that's I I think that that's what he wants. Absolutely, you know? yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to be wanted, right? That's that's right. <laughs> one of the main things. My heart goes out to the the situation that Zack Snyder was dealing with, of course, which is oh, putting yes. it mildly. You know, I yeah. I don't want to seem like I'm I'm being cold or callous or anything. I mean, losing a child to uh, to suicide is is I can't imagine. It's got to be one of the most no, heartbreaking things either. anyone can ever deal with. And, and we have to remember that his wife is also a big part of his filmmaking process. So the two right. of them lost out on, I mean, obviously they lost a child, which is nothing else compares, but they, they also lost out on finishing a creative process together, which right. is, you know, another layer. So I'm sure that um, it, it's, it was satisfying for them to return and complete this. Mm-hmm. But I also, I mean, when I watched those end scenes, that in the Martian Manhunter interacting with Affleck, it was great to see Affleck playing Batman again. Mm-hmm. Personally, I, I enjoyed that. It it just made me think he does not want to be done with this. He wants to like he being and, and I almost wonder if his like leaking of big plot points is him kind of going like, oh, maybe I'll rewrite that, maybe I'll do this and that. Like he's pulling yeah. the George R. R. Martin of like, uh, maybe, maybe it'll be different in the next book. Who knows? I mean, look at it this way: they they opened the pocketbook, they backed up the Briggs truck, whatever you want to call it, to get this done. This is How unheard much money of. Did they give him again? Something like five hundred million dollars or something like that. No, right? not that much. But no, I think it was, like maybe fifty. The hundred range, yeah. Yeah. So Pick it up. It was a ridiculous amount of money, to say the least. So the fact that he was able to pull those type of strings. Seventy million. That's crazy. So he was able to get that much money to go and uh, finish the uh, the special effects on some scenes to bring back some of the cast to reshoot or, or just shoot fresh scenes. He bought in Jared Leto fresh, you know, um, that's, that's a huge thing. This is historical. We saw something that has never happened before, at least to our knowledge in the entirety of the existence of Hollywood. So, yeah. you know, this um, is unprecedented for full context with this Snyder cut, you know, chain budget changes. The the total um, budget estimated budget for Justice League is at three hundred eighty three million dollars. Wild, that is wild. Yeah, so, do I think that they're gonna bring this back full bore? It's gonna take a lot to make that happen. I mean, money is one thing, yes, and you know, a lot of people are gonna complain and say, "Oh yeah, Warner Brothers is leaving money on the table, and they don't know what they're doing. They're the ones that screwed this up in the first place." But no, there's a lot of moving parts here. And part of that, a big part of that, is the scheduling and willingness of these stars to come back and be in this film. Okay, but I think you're underestimating how much they seem to really like working with Zack Schneider and how much they will want to get paid. (laughs) So it's a combination of I watched like a behind the scenes featurette and they were like, oh, Zack Snyder is the best to work with because he's like a child. He's having so much fun. Like he's enthusiastic. He clearly builds a set that they really like being on. Yeah. And that can pull that in in addition to, you know, if Warner Brothers decides, hey, this is worth investing in, you know, give them give them a good enough paycheck and it's like, it's a good job. You like the character that you're playing and you like working with the director. Yeah. I I could see it happening, honestly. And you know, I don't see Affleck in particular. I don't see him coming back for anything other than Zack Schneider. 
I really think that's if anything's going to bring him back, it's going to be Zack Schneider. There were reports, there were rumors anyway, going around that he was miserable on the set. We don't know if that's during Snyder's tenure, if that was during the scenes that he shot with Wheaton. Um, he's also gone on record to say that the only reason he played Batman in the first place was so he could like get in that good shape one time and then go to his kid's birthday party dressed up like Batman and then be like, oh, that's the real Batman, you know. So now that he's that's kind of cute, that I is gotta admit. that is really cool. So now that he's satisfied that, mm-hmm. you know, and of course seeing the sad Affleck memes that we've seen over the years since the filming of the of the movie, I'm not really sure if he's a hundred percent motivated to come back and be Batman again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not saying he's completely motivated. I'm saying if he were to come back, it would yeah. it would only be it, everything had to, would have to align perfectly. But Absolutely. then again, everything aligned perfectly for this too. It's weird. Like, <laughs> you know, the world kind of shuts down, and we're we need entertainment, and it's like, okay, well, you know what, Zack Snyder, go for it. You know, it's just kind of. It's an odd thing. It was like a Rube Goldberg machine of uh, yes. movie making. It's like this failed, and then there was uh, a want to come back. There was a want for Zack Snyder to come back and finish his vision. There was the pandemic, which gave a lot of people free time to complain about things and, and I'm sorry, yeah. to campaign for things that they really want to see. Right. Uh, you know, there's a, a whole lot of things had to align just right. You're right. And yeah. I don't know if we're going to see that again. Now, if we had confidence that Warner Brothers could come up with a game plan, they could fix a lot of these issues by finding out, one, if Zack Snyder wants to come back and do another couple or whatever movies. Two, if the stars want to come back. And then three, most importantly in my mind, is what they're going to do with this Flash film. Because that right. that could... MacGuffin away so many things that right. would contradict. It could make this this grandiose uh, plan. They could fool the fans into thinking that they had this plan all along and then let Zack Snyder take all the credit and get all the money. Well, you know, and I, I also think there is a possibility that Zack Snyder could come back in this same type of format, doing like a four-hour cut. But combine his other two Justice League movie ideas or whatever. Mm. Basically do one more. Yeah. I see that being the most feasible return, if they were to return. We live in strange times. Now yeah. we've got a four-hour movie, if you can call it that. And it's not the first time we've seen something cut extra long like this. I mean, they've, they've, given, they've given Quentin Tarantino uh, opportunities like this previously. Oh, yeah. But not, you know, to go back and reshoot, but just to use all the footage that he would probably just put on a on a home release or something like that. Right. To cut into the film. Director's cuts, definitely not a new thing. Um, you know, they, they call them all kind of different things. The final cut, the assembly cut, you know, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've we've seen similar things before, but having somebody come in and basically just take all the crap out and reshoot what he didn't like. That's brand that's brand spanking new. And then, of course, with the streaming services paired with that, who knows what we're going to see in the future? I'm excited. You know, this is an interesting experiment, and I'm, I'm excited to see what comes about because of it. Yeah, I am, too. 
I'm yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by the possibilities that could that could come from this. Also, like I'm like, oh cool, you know, let's get another Aquaman movie. That'd be fun, you know. Like I kind of had that feeling of like, yeah, let's see what the Flash could look like a movie for the Flash. It, it does make you let's get a cyborg movie. Why not? You know. Yeah, that's the other thing too. We didn't really touch on at all. There's a, a very dubious relationship right now with Ray Fisher and uh, the the management over there at Warner yeah. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if he'll want to come back. Yeah, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. You know, more power to him. He yeah. he got his due. Um, you know, in this in this recut film, he got a lot more story. Um, he seems pleased with the outcome of what was on screen, so I'm I'm glad of that. And yeah, it was a lot better. You know, mm-hmm. in for for his character, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I mean, I recommend watching it if you're into superhero stuff. Um, I don't recommend you watch it with someone who's not into this stuff, though. Like, seriously, don't bore them with it. Like, it, it's not going to be their thing. That's, that's a very that's good point. My philosophy. Um, you know, sit them down and let it, show them an Avengers movie. I realize that we're doing Marvel versus DC. I'm not saying the Avengers is better overall or anything, but like, or or show them just a, I don't know. It's just don't don't make them watch a really <laughs> long movie. That's I'd my say thing. If if it's got to be a DC film, probably Shazam or I, yeah, Birds of Prey. I mean, those are like instantly accessible. I would, my, man, I'm arguing for, and I enjoyed Birds of Prey, but mm-hmm. my argument would be for Shazam, for yeah, sure. I think yeah. that's the most accessible DC film. Oh, for 100%. sure. It's just, yeah. that's a little bit more lighthearted. You know what I'm saying? So like, true, true, true. Yeah. you want something that's like adult, that's like super like feminist, you know, forward and, yes. you know, it's got a lot of great action in there and it's less than four hours, much less than four hours. <laughs> You yeah. know, at one point we were saying that might win like an Oscar this year because of everything shutting down because it was like at the finish like line. The only movie. Yeah. Yes. That and Sonic. Imagine if they swept. That would have been amazing. That would have been something Sonic the else. Hedgehog and Birds of Prey sweep <laughs> the Oscars. <laughs> All right, folks. So that's what we think. Let us know what you think. Make sure to reach out to us on social yep. media respectfully. <laughs> at Lex and Matt. Yes, yeah. Uh, don't forget, we like the movie. I just want to make that plain. We yeah, thought it we was definitely cool. like the movie. It was yeah. fun. So, yeah, reach out to us at Lex and Matt on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere you want to be. Um, we'll be back to you with the full episode. Keep an eye out. Subscribe. And that's it. Yeah. Bye. Bye.